You are listening to the first episode of Smarter and Harder. My name's Tim, and I'm sitting here with my good buddy, Eli. Eli, how's it going? Things are good. Good to be here. This is our first episode. Episode one. I called you on my way down to uh, Massachusetts, where I was buying a bounce house, and uh, speaking of harder. Yeah, right. And, uh, and I said, hey, I got this idea, and your first, uh, your first response was what? Oh, no. <laughs> now what? I could actually hear you when I sent you the text message. I could hear you say, uh-oh, well, what am I getting into? Yeah. So we're, we're starting a podcast. I, I'm into it. The, I'm excited. The, the idea is that um, we're going to take on some issues. Um, I don't know if take on is the right word, the right phrasing, but we're going to explore some issues uh, that are maybe local to Maine, local to Portland, specifically where we're, we're broadcasting from. And uh, I'm doing this with you, and I called you because when we were teaching together, um, I was a math teacher, you were a history teacher, and when something got uh, difficult or I needed to wrap my brain around something, because I always wanted to do things the hard way, I would go into your room. I can remember you walking in saying, let me run something by (laughs) (laughs) Every single day. (laughs) Let me ask you something here. Can you help me make sense of this, Eli? And you always did. And so you're the smarter end of... The harder podcast. I, I'll let you say that. I wouldn't say that. But. I'm going to say it. That's why I called you because I'm my brain uh, always goes to the harder the harder way of doing things. And I think because I have the background in history and social studies, I try to look at any given issue from all the different angles. Like that was that's what I was supposed to be teaching to my students, and I was supposed to be l- appreciating that each one of them had a different opinion. Yeah. So I try to put that hat on and say. All right, what's one way I could look at it? What's another way I could look at it? And then maybe somehow get them all to, to play nice together. When you and I were, were you and I were both in leadership positions uh, for a short time uh, before your exit strategy came into play. Yes. And, uh, and inside of those, those meetings, I would always get pissed off. And I, I, I would always I would look. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. I would too. Because it's something that totally made sense to me, uh, an easy decision. Uh, turned into a very difficult decision because we just talk and we talk and we talk and I was always a person of action where I just wanted to do it the hard way and and figure out how to how to swim after jumping in the water you always I always look to you as the person to to kind of look at all the sides of an issue or uh, somebody making a point and rather than me just fighting the point you would always say well this is what they're saying this is why they're saying it and in a very short time you would always be able to come back and articulate a, a sensical uh, solution slash uh, argument for for what was whatever was happening. Well, and I think oftentimes you had a great idea, but I think that there's a lot of people who, you know, as you like to say, jump in and, and <laughs> test the water. There's a lot of people that w- will stand on the shore, yeah, forever, yeah, and think of all the different ways that they could guess how deep the water is without ever getting in. Right, paralysis, right? Analysis by paralysis, yeah. or paralysis by analysis, yeah. Yeah, and we'd, we'd overthink it. So that's why, that's why I think you're gonna, be, uh, you're gonna be the one that is going to answer all the questions on this podcast. I, I always say that I have a lot of questions, but very few answers. And so I'm looking to you for the answers. <laughs> that's scary, but all right. All right, our first issue, are you ready? Yeah, let's, let's give it a go. Episode one, the first issue, um, I read in the paper a couple of days ago, in the Portland Press Herald, that, uh, and this is the first time I've heard the superintendent actually say it and, and document it, was that Portland High School and Deering High School, the two, uh, I would say the two 
majority high schools, larger the, schools, the larger schools in the city of Portland, are thinking about finally combining. I, I, I don't even know where to begin. My, my first question is, why is this an issue? Okay, great, uh, great question. And I think since you and I both have the background of, well, full disclosure, we're both Deering graduates. Deer with lots of friends who are Portland graduates, yep. we understand the the built-in rivalry that exists. And for the most part, I would say the rivalry is healthy. For the most part, yeah. the, the idea that you have these two schools that are competing on a variety of different playing fields, both academically, athletically, culturally, yep. et cetera. Um, it, it, and competition can be healthy. I think really if you want to to boil it down, you have two camps. The traditionalists who say, we have to keep this rivalry going. Portland High School is like the oldest, second oldest school in the country or or whatever that is, and this beautiful downtown building. And then you you have this other camp that is like, well, what's maybe the, the wisest, most prudent and efficient thing for our entire city? Yep. And so... Do does a city of our size, approximately sixty five thousand residents, need three high schools? And as we get more and more, you know, um, advanced with technology and new jobs that that are created, we have vocational opportunity and we have this vocational school, but it's it's not accessible for a lot of the students. Nope. So if you could kind of fold everything together into one, could you have the best of all worlds and and, and maybe save the taxpayers some money through gained efficiencies? Now, I remember, I remember back in the day, I mean, this got to be, what, maybe 2,300 high school kids in the city of Portland. If I did my math right, it's around 2,300. Is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, like close to 1,000 at, at each of the two schools and close to uh, like 400 is the target for Casco Bay. So. Right, which is a whole nother podcast unto itself. Don't get me we, started. We don't but get yeah, started yeah, on that. It yeah. is part of this conversation, but but maybe a smaller part of the conversation. But it, the, big, the big thing that I see is the capacity of the buildings are uh, they're well under. We both taught at Deering. Um, you spent a little time at Portland High School. Uh, yes, I, I taught for one year at Portland High School yep. during the the onset of the COVID pandemic, so right. just a year ago, yes. Right, and your wife is a, a member of the, the community at Portland High School. Staff member, yeah. yes. So um, I guess if you took all of the students from Deering High School and put them into Portland High School's physical location, would it, would it work? Uh, You're talking about 2,000 kids. Maybe a little I, under 2,000. I, I, think, I think you might be pressed a bit. I think it might be a little... I think either Deering or Portland would be bursting at the seams if you tried to put all of the students under the one roof. Right. In either scenario. So the, the, I remember days when, when I was in school, we had 420 kids in our, in our entering freshman class at Deering High School, just at Deering High School. And Portland wasn't that much smaller. This is back in 1980 or something. something. Uh, early 2000s, when I first started teaching at Deering High yeah. School, uh, and that was like Deering had like the like 12 state championships right. across all right. kinds They're of different sports. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we were the biggest or one of the biggest by population uh, schools in 
in the state, and there was like graduating classes of 350. So which you, did, did, kids? How so, many kids? Twelve hundred, thirteen hundred? Yeah, thir- there upwards. were over thirteen hundred. Yeah, okay. But that, but the school felt smashed, full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember walking through the hallways, and you couldn't, you couldn't get to class on time. Yeah, so you can't, you kids. can't go like one and a half to two times that, and and hold that many students and staff. Okay, so so as far as a physical location, they'd have to build a new school or add on to a school. I can't imagine them adding on to either one of those because they're ancient. You I, you could not add on to Portland High School. Right, it's just not. There's no place to go unless you were going to go up, and I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think you could expand on the Deering High School campus if enough people were you know involved and thought, hey, this is how we could do it and make it work. Right, I've heard it said for twenty five years of my adult life that the the portland arts and technology high school on <laughs> allen ave has acreage they bring in this pathways out back there i walk the dog out there all the time and it's a massive track of land so you could absolutely expand there and yep. and i think it would make a lot of sense to build a high school around the technology yeah. aspect of the it high would school. be easier to put a, a high school around the technology department but it would be harder on the back end of that to, to try to do the reverse because they've already established their their space. And it's a little bit more difficult. There's more equipment. There's more needs. The hard part of that location is traffic. Sure. You'd have... Getting uh, people in and yeah, out of that. You'd have to find different avenues of getting getting in there other than just... Just L&F. Yeah. Uh, L&F, yeah. So the the big hot button issue, so we've, we've dealt with the capacity issue. Um, what's holding it back right now, in my opinion, and again, correct me if... I'm wrong, <laughs> is the meatheads that are out there. And I call them meatheads because they're just like, no, you can't, Portland High School, go hoorah. And they, they're, my kids are only going to Portland High School and just idiotic thinking. Like, right. Like, you, you, you think about just sports. What's the mascot going to be? The, right. the, the bull ram, the, the ram dog? Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I feel like that, there's, a, there's a strong majority of the city that still exists here, or even in living in other towns that are still pissed off about losing that that traditional uh, Turkey Day game feel. Right. Like, if we go to one school, how are we going to have the Thanksgiving Day football game? Well, well then maybe we just <laughs> say goodbye to that yeah. tradition. And I'm in favor of traditions. Traditions are important. They so are. I don't want to yeah. just throw it out the window. Yeah. But, you know, what are we playing that game for? The, the, the sake of the tradition, nobody goes. Nobody goes. There's anymore. no one in the stands anymore. No. Nope, nobody goes. And we could. I think you'd get a better showing if you did a Portland South Portland uh, Turkey Day Turkey Game showdown, and call it the Battle of the Bridge for, sure. for Turkey Day. I think you get two cities. That that's a great rivalry because it's two completely different towns. Towns. Sure. Uh, Portland. You really. It's it's the Turkey Day game. We have three high schools. Really, we have four high schools if you want to consider the the Volk Center. You know, part of that scenario, but. It's really, it's Portland Deering and Casco Bay, which doesn't have sports. Yes. And if you go back far enough, I mean, when you and I were kids, you kind of, for the most part, went to school based on where you live. Yeah, so, location. so certain locations in the city ended up sending the students to the respective high schools. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. No. And, and, you know, there are kids that live right behind Deering and they head in yeah, town to Portland right High past School. Deering, go to Portland. And yep. there's kids that live in town and they catch their way off the peninsula because they want to get out of there for whatever reason. Right. Certainly adding Casco Bay High School 
which has been around for I think well, like twenty years now. Too friggin' long. Eighteen, as far as I'm concerned. but well, even even if we even if we play neutral to the, the fact that the school has Casco Bay, right? It, it kind of broke down this either or, and now that you can choose from three different schools, there's there's no city lines anymore. It's just it, it, yeah. it's wide open, and it's become so wide open that Casco Bay. Is is set up to be capped, so they always hit their capacity. Yep. Well, we didn't grow as a city, so we just siphoned off from the other schools in order to right. create that one. And so now we we have more than we need. Is this a conversation? Is this even an issue if Casco Bay doesn't exist and those kids get funneled back into the buildings? That's four hundred kids because they only they only allow for those for people who are listening that don't know what Casco Bay High School is. It's it's an experiential. Um, I almost said experimental, which it certainly is that That's as it. well, um, in my opinion. Expeditionary learning. Expeditionary is its, learning. So is they, its hashtag, its its mantra, and it, and the organization that it's affiliated with. Right. So they they only allow it's by lottery, quote unquote. That's in quotes because Eli and I know more uh, than maybe we'll let on. But um, they only let in a hundred kids. So if one hundred fifty kids apply, fifty kids are screwed. And have to go to have to choose one of the other high schools. So it's really not a option for kids in the sense that Daringen High School is an option for kids. Yeah, and the Casco Bay. So Casco Bay by design is only going to suit the needs of these four hundred students. Right. To your point, original point. Yes, I think if you took those four hundred students and you put them back into the pool and you were dividing that pool amongst two high schools, you would have two relatively, you know, I'd say medium-sized schools. We don't have any big schools right. in, in Maine. No. And, th- and that gets to a whole um, kind of topic. I don't want to go get, get into I know the, you're going with that. too deep of, like, educational philosophy yeah. and educational research of big school versus small school. And I do think I've heard some of the chatter and, and read some of the people online saying, you know, big, big schools are, are not the way to go for a small community. Let's set that one aside for a minute. But, you know, having 2,300 students split between two buildings, Portland and Deering, easily th- that works. Yep. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a relatively efficient use of your space. And, and you would need the two larger schools to handle that student body. But with the 400 at Casco Bay, each of the other two schools now is undersized population versus footprint. Right. And I think, I think my, my argument when I was leaving uh, teaching and I understand the whole sports thing, my argument when I was leaving teaching is you can't have three schools in the city of Portland anymore. We don't need it. We could have, when you and I were younger, we could have had it. We could have been full capacity and, and had another school. My, my point was, here's an idea. Take Casco Bay high school and throw that into one of the high schools. You could easily do that based on capacity and and uh, square footage. Right. Or, or leave one of the high schools and build a high school that will facilitate two buildings, take Casco Bay. Casco Bay either has to go away, in my opinion, as far as capacities go, or you have to combine the two big schools. I mean, I, I'd be curious or to both. know the building that houses Casco Bay which also houses the art and technology program, yep. the vocational program. I'd be curious to know what the capacity of that building is. My sense is that, my guess is that it's probably under 
used yeah. in terms of the physical space. Yeah. So, yes, you could probably easily add more in there. We, we don't need three large buildings. Right now we have three large buildings. Right. And so, um, you know, how much do the taxpayers of, of this city bear in operating those, those yep. three facilities? Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is down with Casco Bay. Good. <laughs> <Yeah>. Got it. <laughs> um, well, the, no, but so, well, here's, so uh, let me, let me put it to you this way. What happens if, if it actually went forward with any sort of consolidation plan? Yeah. What happens to the, the odd building out, if you will? Right. Do you sell that? Like, I think the downtown building is probably the least favorable of the options as far as I mean, that's the first one out because, A, you're going to get a crap ton of money for that building because of where it is, its location, it's all of that stuff because it's right downtown Portland, literally right downtown Portland. And it would, you know, people talk about housing shortage yep. in in this city. I mean, how many really, I, I, I mean, this cool residences could you build into something like that right in the heart of the downtown? Yeah, God. But, but people love having a school that's in the heart of downtown. So that's a tough one to, to get people to peel away from. It absolutely is, but there's no place to there's no place to expand. So I that again, that is that's getting back to the traditional the traditional thinking of, of schools. There's how many kids actually live on the peninsula versus in the out outer regions of I'll call them the suburbs, if you sure. will. Not be, Portland's not that big, the downtown is not that big, but how many kids versus that live up on the hill or in Kennedy Park or, you know, the yeah, Bayside area. Or, and, and the, not, not many. And the West End's not that far from getting its way to Portland. No. no uh, it's, to a, it's a tweener. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, you go right down to Stevens F. Yeah. So I guess I don't know if we, we've tackled this or uh, if you've made sense, but I feel like uh, I feel like we've at least Well, we've thrown it out it? there. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we've, we've thrown it out there. Maybe I answered uh a question or two that someone might have, like, why would they even be talking about this, or yeah. or why now? Yeah, and if if I've ever met, uh, if I could put my own uh, my own opinion piece in here, is um, having dealt with the superintendent on uh, several occasions, and I know you have, you did too back back in the day, actually specifically on this issue at at one point, I think. Yep. I think he might be the uh, the slowest acting superintendent in the history of superintendents. Very nice man. Very slow acting. So even though this is in the papers, I can't see it anything coming of this unless somebody pushes him to do it. Well, i.e., parents. Actually, it's interesting that you say that. I did read a comment that someone had posted on like a Facebook thread about this. He has given his notice. Yeah. <laughs> so he he has announced that he's leaving the the city as. His ten, he sees his tenure as, as just about done. He's been here for a while. He's been here longer than any of his predecessors. Right, yeah. It's, um, yeah I don't know if he's using this as a springboard. but I, No, I don't like think that he people, is. I think yeah. he kind of has is just saying, like, he he's not a young man. He's not yep. necessarily good, looking to do this forever, and it'll be time for someone else to come along. Yep. So it's kind of like it's a little lame duck-ish. Um, you know, could, could he even pull this off himself? Probably not. No, but no, he, he could, can't. But he yeah. could, like... Throw it against the wall on his way out and see if it sticks. Uh, maybe that's why he actually went public with it. <laughs> I th he's got short time. Right. I think that there's yeah. something to that. Well, we'll see what happens. But I uh, hope you guys enjoyed episode one of Smarter and Harder. I am the harder version of Eli Smarter. So 
I hope you guys have a great day and uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, or else you, the other way to look at it is we're doing things harder by having three high schools and it would be smarter <laughs> to have less. Well done, my man. Till next time. 